So, good morning, everybody. It's really fabulous to be here and, and see everybody. Um, so, I'm speaking on love life, so the third of the three parts of love God, love people, love life. And a couple of months ago, Aaron asked if I would speak and he explained what the series was. And I thought, oh, which one is it going to be? Love God, love people, or love life? And any one of the three would have been really amazing to speak about but I think I was quite pleased when he said love life so I've had a little while to think about what I would share today and just one bible verse kept coming to mind so it's going to be a very short and sweet uh, sharing which is probably good news for you because in my work Monday to Thursday I teach at a university and so usually I'm speaking for three hours so it's always good if I'm remember not to speak that long when I'm up here and even when I speak up here sometimes it does go on a bit but you'll be pleased to know it's not a going on a bit kind of talk today especially with the football coming on later so for people who don't know me and, and my life I, I think I have a really fortunate life in that I get to encourage a lot of students at university to be nurses so it's a really good opportunity to help people grow over two or three years Um, and I just hope that when my students see me they see somebody who loves life so the people in your workplace or your school or your college or your street or your neighbours when they see you in your day-to-day life away from this building do they see somebody who loves life do they see somebody who shines who got you shine because God's blessed your life and is that what your neighbors see and I had an interesting text a couple of days ago from a hairdresser so you know if you're a woman you sit at the hairdresser for quite a long time and I sit there for ages because my hair isn't actually my hair it's a wig because I'm on long-term chemotherapy and it's a special kind of wig and it's kind of fitted into the scrappy bit of hair that I do have. So it can take up to like three hours. So every eight weeks, I sit in this hairdresser's chair for three hours. We talk a lot, and you just talk and talk and talk. And I was kind of surprised that my hairdresser texted me this week to say she was interested in coming to church. And I thought, what, what made her think to ask me, you know, of all the people who sit in that chair and tell their stories so she's coming to the half 11 service so if you see somebody who looks uh, looks like a grown-up barbie like gorgeous hair of course um so yeah what I was kind of pleased that she'd seen something in all the drivel that I talked for three hours at a time to her something about loving life and I think it's important when we think about loving life, it's not about loving life when your life is perfect, nothing's going wrong. It's about loving life when it's difficult as well. And people here will be having lives that are going really well, lives that might be in a bit of a boring stage at the moment, and lives that are really challenging and difficult. So I'm just mindful that our lives go through all of those different seasons over and over again. So... The one verse that came to mind was John 10.10. And when I've been going through difficult times, usually having chemotherapy, um, this Bible verse, especially the second part of it, comes to mind time after time. And I just hold on to these words. And the, the first part of this sentence, it's just one sentence, when 
I see difficult times in my life and other people's lives, the first part of this sentence always comes to mind. So this is the one Bible verse that I really want to share. There is another Bible verse later, but this is the the main one that has just really been on my heart since Aaron asked me to speak. So the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. So that's really powerful, isn't it? In a not good way, in a very dark way. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So that's got to be one of the most powerful sentences in the Bible, I think. You could speak for weeks and months and years about that, I think. So we'll, we'll look at both, both parts of that, the dark part and then the light, the light part. So the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. So when I was thinking about that half of the sentence, it was making me think about when Jesus was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights being tempted by the devil. And the devil only had lies and false promises. And if you read that account in any of the Gospels, you'll see the devil had no power. The devil could only use smoke, mirrors, lies, false promises to try and get Jesus to go away from the plan, um, which of course didn't happen. And the consequences wouldn't have been great for the rest of time and the rest of God's creation, the rest of humanity. So in our lives, when does the thief come to steal, kill or destroy? And I think there's usually phrases that we might hear or think that are probably the thief coming to steal, kill or destroy. And the, the phrase is like, well, it won't matter. Just this once, nobody will know everybody else is doing it you know those kind of phrases whatever the rest of that sentence is it probably isn't God's plan for your life and God as a father has great plans for your life and if you do the thing that nobody will know it doesn't matter just this once everybody else is doing it you'll be stepping away from God's plan for your life and God's plan is for you to be blessed in your life and to have a life that you love and by acting on those phrases the outcomes aren't going to be good and you can try and justify those phrases oh well it doesn't matter nobody will get hurt I think the outcomes of those phrases are usually somebody will get hurt either you'll get hurt people who trust you will get hurt people who rely on you will get hurt so we can try and kid ourselves but actually there are going to be consequences for those phrases so that's kind of like the dark side of that sentence but then we also have the other side. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And when I hear that, I never hear it as I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I always hear it as I, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. So much so I've had to look up in a few Bibles because I thought, no, I'm sure it's you. Because every time I hear it, I just really, really hear it that Jesus came to earth so that I would have life and life full and not just me I don't mean that I hear it that it's only for me but I just hear it that it's not oh, just it's the um, that I've come that they like other people I really feel that God's plan for all of us is in that sentence that sentence is for you Jesus and God are saying that I've come that you will have life and life to the full so the other bible reading that kind of fits in with this nicely is Jeremiah 29 verse 11 for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not harm you plans to give you hope and a future so my words here I've kind of put a little box around hope 
and the future. Those are really powerful words, aren't they? Whatever your situation, whether it's amazing, whether life's a bit boring at the moment, or life's really difficult, God's plan is for you to have hope and a future. And sometimes it can be really hard to hold on to that, but you have to hold on. Because God's timing, sometimes it's a bit longer than we want it. Um, Sometimes we want it to be Disney, that it'll be quick, that we'll get to the happily ever after really quickly. But as we know, life isn't like that. So I would really encourage you to remember those last few words. Plans to give you hope and a future, regardless of the situation that you're going through. So we can love life when it's all going well. I've just got a new grandson who's 18 months old and a granddaughter who's seven months old. They really help me love life because they just love life, don't they? 99% of the time. Um, So I know that having them in my life is, is a real blessing. So, as I said, my hair isn't mine. Um, and a lot of people know my story, but not everybody will. But 12 years ago, I was given my fourth diagnosis of cancer and told that now it was fairly, ad- well, very advanced, very aggressive, and maybe now was the time to stop having chemo, that maybe now was the time to think about quality of life. So I sat there and thought, oh, well, I didn't want you to say that, doctor. Um, so what do you do? What shall I do now? Um, I, I hadn't anticipated that, that uh, feedback. I hadn't taken anybody with me. And I just thought, I don't, I, know, I, don't think, I don't think so. I think I'll have that chemo, whether it's going to work or not, because I feel God's got a plan for my life. And I didn't know how long my life would be, but I might have been very short, might have been a bit longer, or it could have been the 12 years that I've had. And I just really felt that God had a plan for my life and whatever it was, I was going to love life and live it to the full, whether it was short, medium uh, or long term. And I hope that the people who know me here in the church will feel that I have kind of stood true in that. I hope my students see me standing true in that. I hope my family see me standing uh, true to that. So I really took God at his word and had the chemo. I then got another diagnosis of the same cancer, like the fifth diagnosis. And you think, come on, God, you know, I'm taking you at your word. What are you doing with this fifth time? But I don't think cancer's ever God's plan for the future. I always get emotional. I'm doing really well. But the thief for me would be cancer. Um, Coming to steal, kill and destroy. Um, so what is, what's the thief in your life? Is it the devil? Is it some temptation? But for me, uh, it would always be the, the thief being cancer, coming to steal, kill and destroy. But God's plan hasn't been that. Thank you. Oh, I was doing so well. I normally cry like the first, I normally cry in the first minute, so I've done really well today. Um, but I take God at his word, and however long my life is going to be, like God doesn't say you're going to live to 99 or 100, but... I've, you know, taking that I've come that you will have life and have it to the full. So I have taken God at his word um, with the fourth and fifth diagnosis. And I have to say the last 12 years of my life have been pretty amazing. The opportunities that have come into my life, I keep thinking, wow, God, thank you for all those opportunities. I've had my fair share now. Um, It's going to be somebody else's turn now. I've definitely had my full quota of amazing opportunities in that 12 years and the opportunities still keep coming so it's about seeing God's plan over a longer term um, to look for those opportunities 
So one of those opportunities was to do a PhD, which if you like studying, like me, is a really good opportunity. Um, so I, I studied my PhD, and I'm going to tell you some of the findings of that in a minute, which you might think that's a bit strange. What, why should you be telling us about your PhD? But many, many times I sat in this building and prayed about my PhD. It's quite a hard thing to do, and I just prayed for God's guidance on every step of that. So I'll flag up when I'm sharing my PhD findings so that you know that they're prayed about, but um, it's just how I've... Uh, come to see see the world in, in, in some ways. So I'm just flagging that up so to remember to tell you when that bit comes up. So thinking about the world that God's created, you can't go very far without thinking about Genesis. And for me, the book of Genesis, especially the first part, God's creation of the world, I could just read that over and over and over again. And in that, you see that God's quite methodical. There's a plan there's a purpose, there's an order for things. God created the world with building blocks. He's created our bodies with building blocks. Our cells are the building blocks. Our, compare our heart cells, they'd look the same, same building blocks. Our muscle cells would look the same. We've got the same building blocks. And I like that pattern. Um, I, like to, I like to see the pattern that God talks about in the Old Testament and the New Testament and how we can see it in our lives today that there are building blocks for our lives and it's building blocks to build a life that we can love and a life that we can live to the full. So this is where the PhD bit comes in because I saw in my PhD the same pattern that I'd seen in the Old Testament and the New Testament in, in God's world that the findings of my PhD, my PhD was on enhancing meaning and purpose in life in nursing homes of, of all places that was the particular area but I found that that pattern of what older people in nursing homes felt would enhance their lives works for a lot of other people I went to share the findings of my PhD in a women's prison to share with women who were preparing for release from prison and they could see the five blocks and how they would be useful for their lives as they were going to rebuild their lives outside prison so the building blocks that I feel that we're blessed with, so this is my PhD plus what I see, in, I can back, you know, I can see the same pattern in the Bible. So just making it very, I just want to make it very clear that this is the five things, um, something I've observed. The first one is place and space. The second is identity. Then relationships, activity, and then care. And I think if you look at the lives of men and women in the Bible, if you look at Adam and Eve, if you look at Jesus' life on earth, if you look at your life on earth, you've got those building blocks that God's blessing your life with. So we see that Jesus was born in a specific place and space in the world at a specific time with a very specific identity that Jesus was in relationship with the people around him, with his family, with the disciples and with his community and society, people that were for him and people who were against him. He had a very, Jesus in his earth, earthly life had a very strong uh, mission and vision for, for that time and the care component, we see that Jesus cared for, for all people. And you've got those same five building blocks in your life to build the life. So I don't know if anybody's seen the Barbie film when Barbie's just like dropped into the world. We don't get just dropped into this perfect world. And a pink plastic world may not be your idea of a perfect world, but we're given the, the building blocks to build, to build the life. 
So we've been born in a particular place and space in time to make a difference. We've been given an identity, and that's our, we're very unique with our identity. And one thing that I really struggle with, and it's not what, the way, way I'm going to say it is not how I mean I struggle with imposter syndrome. I don't suffer from imposter syndrome because I feel that God has given me strengths to make a difference. And if somebody asks me to do something, I'll say yes, because God's given me some strengths. If it doesn't work out, well, that person won't ask me again. And I just think so many people have imposter syndrome, but my daughter has it a little bit. And I say, don't, just get on with what strengths you've been given. Um, So if people do have imposter syndrome, just think you've got a unique identity given to you by God. And if somebody comes to you or offers you an opportunity, they're doing it because they can see the uniqueness of you and the strengths that you have. We're all put in relationships to make a difference to the people, our neighbours, friends, people in our workplace, random strangers. We're put to into this world to be in relationship with others and to have an impact. We're not just building our lives for us to love it and have a life to the full. We're put on earth to impact on the lives of other people so that they can love their lives and live life to the full. And then the third component, care. We're called to be like God and we know that God is a God of compassion. So we're called to be compassionate to others. So if the band would like to come up. So I've got that one Bible reading for you that I started with. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And then that second Bible reading, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So those two Bible readings... I hope that you might take them away and think about them and what they mean in your life. If you're wondering how to build that life to the full, maybe just think about those five blocks. They seem to be quite useful and practical, but they're not from the Bible, they're from my PhD. And there are, a couple, there are two phrases that I use in my life to cancel out the words that the thief use, uses to steal, kill and destroy. So we sing a song here about I am a child of God. That's your identity. You're a child of God. That's a really powerful identity to have and never apologize for it and live that identity to the full. And just something that I've been thinking about and sharing and living is I live with purpose, passion and compassion. And I think that fits with the whole series of love God, love people, love life. You live with purpose. You're living with God's purpose. That's a really powerful purpose. Live with passion because you've been given strengths and opportunities to live life to the full and live with compassion because it's never just about you, it's about all the other people who are in your world. Thank you very much.